I want to make music you want to listen to. And then once you start really diving into the lyrics, I want you to be like, oh, shit, I didn't know it was about that. Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. It's James. On this episode, I speak with rapper and entrepreneur Joe Bruce, where we get into his new album Serpent, the relationship he has with his producers, what he's doing to shine a light on Rhode Island's hip-hop scene, and how a serendipitous rideshare was the catalyst to get him back into music. I'm very excited that I got to talk with Joe and hope you all enjoy this. Make sure to subscribe because I have some bonus mini-episodes coming out with him over the next couple of weeks that you'll definitely want to check out as well. And please follow Where the Living Room Used to Be on Instagram, as I'll be posting some cool stuff from Joe's time in music there as well. Enjoy! You grew up in Providence, correct? Definitely. Um, most of my life has been spent in Providence. I was born in Providence, went to school in Providence. So, Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what's, uh, what part of Providence did you grow up in? I'm from uh, Washington Park. All right, right. Like yeah. South Province, like on the Cranston line. Yeah. Um, throughout my life, I've lived in, in every area of Providence, each side, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah, bouncing yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, but my grandfather was the councilman in, in the Washington Park neighborhood for 11 years. Um, the family homes on Ohio Ave for a long time. So mm-hmm. that really was the, the the area that I, or is the area I feel like is most home. Yeah. Um, but I've been all over. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of drew you into into music and and even like more specifically hip hop? Like was hip hop like your first uh kind of love in, in music or or what kind of like perked your ear up uh, that you can first remember? Definitely. I think I think hip hop was first. Mm-hmm. And I, I I always loved the music kind of looking back at it. I didn't think much of it originally, but looking back at it, I was always a, a fan of music. Um my dad was a big Jay Z fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he was big on just, um, listening through to what somebody's really saying, the double entendres. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He highlighted that stuff to me when I was a young kid. You know I mean? I have a vivid memory of him playing Hard Knock Life by Jay-Z and, and kind of like stopping it. Like, yo, do you hear what he said here? You know what I mean? I don't remember which line it was, but it, as I look back, it kind of, leads me to believe that that's why I kind of write the way I do, you know, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I write a lot of different styles of songs, but I typically want to be saying something, um, you know, something meaningful. And I think it comes from those conversations with him, but my mom loved music as well. Like always playing music and cleaning the house. And so just R and B stuff, Mm -hmm. Mary and, um, yeah, just being around two parents that love music. My siblings love music as well. We all, you know, pretty much tied in somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of, yeah, curious with that. I mean, you kind of brought it up a little bit there, but like what, I mean, obviously your sound changes and, and the concepts that you're bringing up, but like, is there like a, a an overall like theme or, or message, you know, like when I talked to John Hope, like he kind of, you know, he covers a lot of stuff as well, but he kind of 
has that land of like street introspection is what he brought up, you know, and um, you know, his, his like personal life, you know, but from what I've uh, you know, heard of, of your stuff, I mean, it, it does, you have a, a message, you have a lot of um, you know, different things that you're bringing up, but like, what would you say in your opinion, like, do you have something or is it different for each, each project that, that you work on that um, you're trying to bring to the table? I mean, I, I think it does vary project to project because I, I try to go into each creation, you know, like literally each song, each, each writing mm-hmm. without any preconceived um, plan um, because that's going to allow me to be as free as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause I might go into it like, Oh, I'm ready to rap tonight. And, and I get a beat that's beautiful and it moves yeah, my yeah. soul and it's in it, but I got to sing. Yeah. So like, I don't want to, you know, be forcing anything overall. I, I want to inspire people to kind of like find that thing about them that is special. And although the world isn't big on pulling that out of you, you have to pull it out. Mm-hmm. So I lived a life where I wasn't making music for a long time. And I thought I'd never make music again. And I'm wearing a suit to work and all this other stuff. Um, but I finally, through a lot of interventions, got back into music and now I'm living this life. So a lot of people are meeting me now, mm-hmm. not realizing that I thought I would never do this shit. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I want, I want everybody to, kind of, I wish the world were a little different where, um, from the very beginning, it was about inspiring people to find out, um, how they're unique and, and just how to emphasize that and, and feel comfortable walking in that. Cause we could all learn from the uniqueness, but. Uh, that everybody has, but it it gets suppressed. You see it in people yeah, daily. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's that for me. Um, but I just kind of let it flow. I, it has mm-hmm. to have a message, but there's so many messages in this existence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't really like to limit it to one. I yeah, definitely yeah. want people to be good to each other. I, I'm not for um, low vibrational kind of attacks and you know it's yeah. not really my thing so um yeah if, there, if there's anything overall it's just like be yourself and be good to each other it's mm-hmm. awesome yeah yeah it, i mean again you just kind of brought it up like what was your introduction to your your own music career like when did you start making music and um it was just it was, talk about that beginning yeah i think i think it really started with rap mm-hmm. um middle school days just kind of coming into school with a couple friends and like i always tell the story there's a kid ej traub who you know i ended up being cool with after school and stuff like that but he was a grade older than me and he was like freestyling and lunch one day and i walk in and he was just kind of like getting on everybody and then he gets me and i didn't have anything to say i wasn't a rapper or anything oh, okay so i, I kind of like it was kind of a defense mechanism like oh next time i gotta be ready yeah, and I was already a rap fan. So like the culture was there for me, but I didn't, it was just a skill that I never really tapped into. Yeah. So from there, I started to write a little bit in middle school and freshman year of high school is where I met Clockwork yep. um, at LaSalle. And um, that was the first time I recorded was at his house in his garage. Um, and it just kind of started there. It, we got linked up by a mutual friend. Cause at that point, I guess I, I was probably just, I had verses that I'd written. I'm like rapping for them. Like, yo, this kid makes beats. And yeah, you know, it started that way really organically. Um, yeah. So that was, I, I think that was a pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> of wow. So, I mean, so you've been working, I mean, you still, you know, for those that don't know, I'd say that, you know, Clark work is probably your most frequent uh, collaborator. Correct. And, Absolutely. He, he executive know. produced serpent. Yeah. Um, 
definitely pulled it all together. And so that, that was, like I said, a freshman year of high school. So 14, maybe by yeah. the age of 18, I had already not really worked with Clark for a couple of years. I had still mm-hmm. been making music with a friend of mine named Inc. Um, my space days, but by, by 18, 19, I was, I was done with music. I had a lot of family stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, started like a professional career, if you will, had a child. So I really, as the years started to mount from there, it was just like, yeah, you know, I'd see somebody and they'd be like, yo, you used to rap. And I used to go by Rhapsody. That was my name, actually. Okay. Like, yo, rap. They would call me rap. Yo, rap. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really, I don't, I don't rap anymore, man. Kind of, mm-hmm. I play basketball. Um, so, yeah, I really just didn't think that I would make music again for a while. Yeah. What brought you back into it then? So, um, I had all these jobs and I eventually I was an investment advisor for Citizens Bank. And I just I I did it for like a little over a year, um, and it was something that I had to like study and and earn different licenses for. So I worked towards it for a while, mm-hmm. and then once I got there, I was like, all right, this shit isn't dope either. Like I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not living. You know, my grandmother was was you know proud of me, and because I wore a suit every day, and but yeah. I I wasn't fulfilled at all. I didn't know what the hell I really wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, and that made it evident to me. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I was just like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not doing this. And I started driving for Uber just to kind of like make enough yeah. money to live. I still had a daughter at the time or we had a daughter. So, um, I was in an Uber one night in Boston, dude with a Bruins jersey on, he flags me down. It wasn't through the app. He was just like, yo, I'll give you 60 bucks if you bring me to Worcester. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm bringing mm-hmm. him to Worcester. We're talking about hip hop. We're talking about, you know, I was like, yeah, man, I used to make music back in the day, but you know, this dude's like even J. Cole, who who say a lot of the stuff that I would say, like, it, it feels like, you know, I mean, I don't really need to make music at this point. He was like, listen, if you tell your story, there'll be people out there that can relate. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that was the most powerful thing for me, because I had a, my friend Inc. that I had just re- referred to. He had tried to get me back into music for years. I had another fr- friend, Corey Santilli, um, living in L.A. and working with real labels who would try to get me back into it. And it just those things were maybe like primer, but yeah. that conversation in the Uber was the one that made me say, okay, when I get back home, I'm going to try to see how I can get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that did, that did at least let me realize that I had something unique to offer. I had just lived in, like I said, we went through a lot of family things. Like I, I had things to talk about that I didn't have when I was younger. So mm-hmm. I realized there was, there was maybe something in, Soul, Soul, which came out in January, was the first song I wrote when I came back, and it and it didn't come out till like four years after. But yeah, oh, so okay, yeah, all right. And then yeah, like how how uh, did did that keep you moving? Or uh, so basically, like- what I did, I'll tell the full story. Then what I did was um, DJ Sherlife, who's my DJ, mm-hmm. um, he was a person when we were younger that my friend Inc. would kind of work with. He was tied in AS220. He was part of the road show. Um, so we had recorded at his mom's house before in like a pool house. And I was like, all right, if I'm going to get back into music, this kid for some reason is going to be the the link to me because he he's connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go to the house one day. It's probably like a day or two after that, that, that meeting with the, in the Uber. And I, you know, I knock on the door. His mom was like, didn't want to come out. She's like, who are you kind of deal? And I'm like, yeah, so I'm friends with, with Sherlock. 
sure live i don't even remember if i called him by his government name. i don't remember what i called him at that yeah, time yeah. <laughs> his sister came out his sister kind of connected everything we end up talking i head to his house um i think the following day and in that day which it was just crazy in that day being at his house i clockwork came through which i was not like i had no idea you know what i mean i oh, haven't seen like, him so long just like showed clockwork up came <laughs> to his house yeah. because he was producing for pyrex lex Lex was another kid who I knew from the neighborhood. We, we, were, we were cool growing up, you know what I mean? I, and he didn't rap at that point. So it was okay. just surreal to kind of go to this house this day. Lex is there. Lex is having beats made by Clark. And it, mm-hmm. it, it just, in retrospect, it was like, damn, this shit was really supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. But because it, it really was, just, it, it, not that it was easy, but at least the pieces appeared right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, it was a, just a climb, you know what I mean? To get people to even send you a beat. <laughs> really? Like I hadn't, I hadn't proved anything. And I also hadn't had social media the whole six years. I didn't make music. So mm-hmm. as I'm leaving social media, Facebook is just like becoming super prominent. There was no mm-hmm. Instagram or anything. And yeah, I lived yeah. in my early adult life without any of them. Yeah. Cause like w- roughly like what year was this? Like when you, uh, this like- was 2017 when I started recording again, it was 2018 when I first released audio water. Yeah. Okay. 2018, but 2017, like spring is when I'm, I'm linking up at share lives house. I'm meeting them and you know, then I'm just kind of like writing in obscurity because I didn't know how to release music and I didn't really it was a thing where it's like, oh, you know, to family and, and pe- anybody who knew me, like, you're making music. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. I had those I had those interactions for sure. So, yeah, I was just kind of like writing in my attic and just trying to get better. And, you know, like I said, we really sold this year. That was the first thing I wrote. And I was super critical of it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was that good. I was nervous in the booth recording it. Um, yeah. You know, so. I'm grateful that, you know, the people that were really close to me and stuck with me and and just even myself just sticking with it. I'm, I'm grateful that we, we did that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of lessons learned through that process. Yeah. At a loss for words, you make me New York Times straight cross my words. And girl, even when the sun don't shine, I'm just trying to be the only nigga on your mind. Trying to be the only nigga making fun of your smile when you're looking like you haven't had fun in a while. I'ma pick you up, cause your soul is a treasure. Beauty soon fades, but your soul is forever, baby. Maybe we should think about this logically. You are an over if we talking about astronomy. Your heart's Jehovah if we talking about theology. And there's nothing made up, no, no Scientology, but... If you ever lose the thought of me, remember what this feels like. Remember it was beautiful and everything was real nice. And know that we gon' make it to the end, girl. Make it to the end, girl. Make it to the end as we share lives. But with Audio Water, I mean, that, that's a, some dope stuff. I mean, I, like, I, you, I, I dig what you're doing, uh, like, across your whole uh, collection. And, and obviously, like, again, we'll, we'll talk a lot deeper about the new record, but... I mean, even going back to that, I mean, I, I, I love that, you know? Um, Thank you. So could you talk just a little bit more about that? Like, yeah, uh, that, like what was that? What was your career like during that time? Did you start getting back into shows as well and stuff like that? Or what was happening some, in 2018? So I think, I think all throughout 2017, we were still creating. And I think I dropped a couple songs on SoundCloud. You know, that's okay. where I kind of started. I dropped a couple songs there. Um Audio Water ended up coming out April 6th of 2018. So between the SoundCloud and there, I would do, you know, just building my following kind of yeah, okay. freestyle videos on Instagram. Um, just 
just sharpening my pen really as I as I look back, I mm-hmm. definitely had to get better. And I really had to get better at writing hooks. That was the big my um hurdle for me. It was okay. a place I knew I felt uncomfortable. So I always tell younger artists what I what I did to to overcome it was just because I like to write verses so much, mm-hmm. I would make it so when I get a beat, the first thing I'm doing is writing a hook. And if it takes okay. me however long to do it, that's fine. Because once the hook's done, then I'm going to have fun writing my verse and I go on. So I did that for a while, maybe two months. Um, and then after that, I'm like, oh, shit. Wow, I could write better hooks now. Just that. <laughs> like, yeah, I just started yeah. showing myself that I could get better at things. And sometimes you need that. You need those little victories to push you forward. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just was, was trying to get better with with Audio Water and kind of behind the name we just wanted to provide music that you could, that you could feel in a real pure form. Mm-hmm. Um, I was once again, just coming back into music. So I was very close minded and more cynical about newer types of music, the, the, the trap and like, Oh, I'm not making trap music. And I'm not, you know, that was my mindset at that point. And we got to own everything. So these, there'd be no samples in this music. And nah, 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 nah. so I had these beliefs okay. um, and, and audio water was built out of those beliefs and, I love the project. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, I genuinely do. Um, I can look back and see ways that I, that I've gotten better and where I, I wanted to get better after listening. Um, but it, it, it is, it kind of is what it is. And, you know, wish is still one of my favorite songs. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. them all. Um, life you up is one of my favorites to perform. It just connects with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Short and sweet. You know, I got a lot of short and sweet projects. Yeah. Um, yeah. But overall, I felt like it was a pretty cool introduction because it was something I could I could show people confidently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's as an artist, you kind of need that, especially when you're first starting out. Um, it's just like a couple resume builders. You mm-hmm. know, so everybody's gonna be like, oh, where can I hear your music? And if all you can show them is some stuff that you half heartedly believe in, that hurts. So, like, yeah. you know, Audio Water was the first like real quality release that I had that we had. Yeah, but oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, what? what Clark did on that is, is just fantastic. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. It, it does have like a good uh, kind of introduction. Like there's some things that you can kind of connect with if you're just a, you know, old school, like hip hop fan, like just the, the beats are there, the rhymes are there, you know, like it, it's just, it's, right. um, yeah, it's easy to, to kind of digest and get into. So I, I, again, I, I dig that one a lot, but uh, um, what was the follow-up to that? Was that the next one for you? Was that the next EP that you, I think you're right, if I'm not mistaken. It was either for you or Clementine, but I'm pretty sure it was for you. Okay. Um, for you was I'm, it's you're like what, the first person to bring it up in an interview. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kinda... really interested in that one just because it seems that that one's a lot more thematic with the song titles. Um, for like, water, uh, for, yeah, for life, water, for life, exactly. Uh, like, yeah, like yeah. I mean, I think that it's it's the one that I put the least amount of time into. It's the one that I feel like is closest to my soul, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, even with Serpent, I love Serpent for sure. But for, uh, for, for you, to me, was just very much made out of, uh, out of love. Mm-hmm. I, I woke up, it was like a, a, one of my best friends was in town, Chilin. Um, and we, and we, I woke up on like a Saturday. I'm like, yo, it'd be crazy if we just, if I just drop an EP, if I just make an EP and drop it. <laughs> and he's a he's an artist and i think he had he had taken that picture of me that you see for the cover i'm yep. like all right let's work on like just some some art for it and i'm gonna write i'm gonna write some songs 
Mm-hmm. And um, I had the one with Chachi already, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And the other one, they're like, they're not. Um, one's an Erica Badu beat. One's a J. Cole beat. Um, actually, two are J. Cole beats. One, yeah, two of them are J. Cole beats. Um, and then one's a J. Dilla beat. So they all like real kind of lo-fi soul type of feel, mm-hmm. which is, I feel like, one of the places where lyrically I shine. So I think they went to they went together well that way and and just yeah I feel like the the lyrics are a little more timeless than some of the other stuff I may do, mm-hmm. um, and so that was that's why I'm a, I'm a fan of it. It's just real chill and yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of meditating while I'm writing at that point, and that's mm-hmm. what I like to do most. I think so. Yeah, I mean I I do I like you're very well known for your lyrics for your bars you're just you know but i just have to just shout out the line i think it's in for you uh so but where you uh say the the only thing the only things that matter don't qualify as matter when i heard that man it just like it like hit me and i just i I don't really have any question about it or anything to follow (laughs) up with that i just wanted to say just i love that line um thank you bro it's just it you know like it it just it, it brings together so many things and it's just so brilliant. So, um, mm. yeah, just thanks for that. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you'd want to talk anything about that song or, or about that line, but, um, I just wanted to say that to you as I was listening, it was just like, I had to make a note. It was like, that's fucking brilliant, man. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, so that, that we made a little video for that song that you're talking about Yeah, and we've used it as a sponsored ad on Instagram and it's been the gateway to a lot of people finding out about us. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean by it. Just like being close to my soul. Like it, it, it shows a good part of me. Whereas some other things, like it shows some of my skill set, but some things do it more accurately. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that song does it pretty well. And so the people that come in through that ad stick with us because it's, it's like a, it's a good pairing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I was getting to this, my girl's like, nah, you, you need to take credit for stuff. You know what I mean? And I just, <laughs> I feel like when I, when I get into writing, I know if I can kind of like quiet any, any thoughts of what people will think, any thoughts of like what I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it. And I could just get into a, a real state of flow. Um, the answers will be given to me. And I feel like lines like that, they're just given to me. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I step outside of it, like I, I could see myself saying it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, I just, I know that it's coming from a place much bigger than me and I kind of have a job to do in that mm-hmm. process. And as long as I could just get better at doing that and um, complimenting the other things, because you got to remember, like as people, we, we connect to the music first, no matter what is the way is at least my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to pick the beat right. And sometimes there's crazy lyricists who just don't pick the beats right. Mm-hmm. And so once the beat is picked and you know it's going to induce a certain feeling, you just have to compliment. You don't have to overpower it. So I'm always just trying to compliment the situation. That's how I look at collaborations. Um, that's how I look at just anything. It's just, just, let's get the best final product. And what do I have to do to it to assist in that? Mm-hmm. Cool. And with Clementine, which uh, was kind of around that time as well, you worked with with uh, Larry O on that one. How was that process for you, and and what was it like working with with him versus other producers? And um, you know, just what would you like to talk about with that particular project? 
Clementine was dope. It was it was de- it was the only project I've ever worked on that was very um, step by step by step by step. Like I knew I wanted a six song project. Larry and mm-hmm. I kind of like had an agreement, kind of chiseled out about what we would what we would end up with. Yeah, um, we just met once a week for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I'm on the grind. At that point, like I'm I'm on the bus. I didn't we didn't we didn't really have much at all. Uh huh. Um, so I'm on the grind, and I'm just grateful to even be able to get in a studio. That's the first time that I could go to a studio to create that consistently with Clark. That was my guy, but I really. A, I hadn't proven that much and he already did a whole lot for me. So I was, but I didn't have a chance to be in the studio that much. Mm-hmm. I would get, he, they would send me beats. I would write. And then I would, when I had the chance like to afford a little bit of studio time or Clark had some time and he could let me come through, I would record a bunch at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time was a little bit different because now we're building stuff from scratch in the studio. And that, that yeah. was kind of a first for me. Um and so we just, I wanted to tell a story of summer. I wanted to tell a story of like my come up personally, mm-hmm. which hadn't happened at that point, but I kind of envisioned, I, I tried to envision how it would happen, um, at least in the city. And that's why the last song is called Fucking With Me. You know, yeah. if, if you listen to it that way, it's like I, aesthetically or um, kind of sonically, I wanted to give you all these different sounds of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, like Say Goodbye is like that drive home from a camping trip um first day of summer is like the beginning it's like all right we're about to come up i don't got nothing right now i'm talking to my boy though and we we're gonna make something happen so it's literally the first day of summer what what's gonna happen by the end when we're going back to school how how what position are we gonna be in you know what i yeah. mean um you know you're in the snap snaps like i right, it's full-blown summer now like <laughs> shit's going on so i don't know man i, I <laughs> tried to have fun with it and um just accomplish a couple things i always feel like you have to want to listen to the music. I, I, I'm going to yeah. say some shit, but ultimately that's not going to matter as much as somebody wanting to hear the the music. Yep. So I want to make music you want to listen to. And then once you start really diving into the lyrics, I want you to be like, oh shit, I didn't know it was about that. <laughs> like, that's cool. Too. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, where is Larry based at? Like, where's his studio? Larry's in Providence. I don't think he even, so, all right, <laughs> going back to that time, Larry was just, it's crazy how the timing worked out. Larry hadn't blown up like he's blown up now. Okay. So yeah, he yeah. probably has 2000 followers at this time. Yeah. Like, you just right. You know what I mean? Like he's just like all of us. Yeah. But he was working hard at what you see now. He yeah. Stockpiling posts and just, you know what I mean? Just getting that, all that ready. Um, being consistent with that kind of thing. And so he was working out of a studio off Charles Street, and I don't even think he has anymore. He has a studio at his house now. They just had Mm -hmm. another baby. Um, So he's living a different life, and I don't don't even know if he takes sessions. He mixed and mastered a song for me in the beginning of the year, so I could Mm -hmm. send that kind of shit to him. But, um, yeah, I... I don't even think he works out of that building anymore. I think he's oh, just no, doing okay. his thing. Cause he, yeah. cause he's got like a different role. He's definitely still making music. He's got yeah. a dope yeah. song with um, John Phelps and um, Santana. I can't remember her first name. Um, that may be her first name, but um, he's got a dope song with them. Okay. Um, so I know he still makes music, but uh, he's not, I don't think he's taking hourly sessions like he did before. Yeah. 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 And yeah, what was it like? Was was he doing all of the production, or you, like when you were going into those studio sessions with him? Were you tweaking stuff? Were you um, like there for it? Or was it more just like 
he's got the beat. You're coming in and, and dropping your lines. And then um, I, some of them were the like, first day of summer. We literally started with a metronome. I had the year I before gotcha. I had wrote the like the first verse in the hook. I was like, yo, I got something I think would be ironically perfect for this. Let's just mm-hmm. start with a metronome. And then he starts building that beat. And you can kind of hear it if you run that track back. It's like, it's like a real simple kind of start. Um, Summer Smoke, I think we did it on the spot. Um, mm-hmm. Snap, he already had because with Snap, if I'm not, it was it was actually fucking with me. Um, we had already had the six songs, but he played that beat, and I'm like, yo, that's what <laughs> we need. So I cut one out. We worked out another deal, like price wise and everything. Yeah, and, um, we got that one on there with Snap. That was the first beat I picked. That the first night we we linked up mm-hmm. um, to kind of settle everything. I was like, well, let's listen to a beat or two. And he played that. And I was like, yeah, that's that's one where I know I can go off on. And yeah. So yeah. Um in terms of like the the the, the production of it, I'm not a producer. I, I I love music. I've been around music forever. I, I can give you my opinion, but my style is more or less play with the best players and respect them and give them their space to do their thing. Mm-hmm. If I have an opinion, I'm gonna say it, but ultimately we're all here because we're, we're, we work hard at what we do. And so I just want to bring the best people around. I don't want to step on anybody's toes production wise or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I'm, that doesn't mean I'm, like I said, I'm not going to give you my opinion. I, I will, but if it's needed, I don't feel the need to do it a lot of the times because these people are so great. Yeah. Um, they know what they're doing. And sometimes it's just a matter of like, it wasn't wrong what you did. I just, when I give you my mindset on like what I was thinking when I was writing it or like what I hear now in this moment, you're like, yeah, Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't see it that way. And that's where collaboration is dope. In my opinion, you just got to have the right pieces in there. Um, everybody got to be humble enough for it. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody's got to want the the best end game. And, you know, as long as everybody trusts that no one's, you know, being negative energy about <laughs> shit, they're, they're, they're open to suggestion. And yeah. So Larry was open to suggestion. It didn't really happen that much, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all, most of the people I work with are that way as well. Let's be modest, I'm just part of the sea And I gotta be free But one day, you shot me I fell down to my knees And you knew, you got me We both want what we both get in this ain't love, girl, who you kidding? No, no Yeah, I mean, uh, you also, I think it was last year, right? You dropped the rough mixes, correct? Yeah, so. Technically, uh, yes, and technically, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it, well, so we we dropped Element 
on December 21st, oh, right, right, yeah. but it was only on Bandcamp. So a lot of people yeah. don't know that that exists, which yeah. is fine because we, who knows what we'll do in the future with that. Yeah. Um, but that's, so that was on 21st of December, Christmas yeah. night. It was like midnight on Christmas. Um, Clark and I are just chilling. We were sitting there thinking about the project and it's like, yo, we got all this music that it'll never come out if we don't yeah. drop it. It'll it never wasn't just kind of like misfit songs in a way, like they just weren't part of the it theme came of from stuff, some of the so kinda, yeah. some of the songs on the rough mixes were made in 2017 when I first came back. Mm-hmm. Pulse Check is a perfect example, and this is something that Clark is not the one to drop music that is not mastered perfectly the way he wants it. Okay, but in this small window of time, for whatever reason, on December 25th, 2020, <laughs> we were both able to agree. To just drop the music. I don't even know how many songs are on that project. It's like 12, maybe 13, yeah, something yeah, I think like that. It's pretty long. Yeah. We just we literally just dropped it. We didn't, you know, we once we once we decided on the tracks, we didn't go back into any sessions. We didn't fix anything. Some songs are mastered better than others, um, but some are not. And songs like DeLorean, like if we recorded that song now, I'm sure he'd he'd tune it all up and he'd it would just sound different. But mm-hmm. I think that was the beauty in all of it. I have so many people that hit me up about songs from that project that i like i said i wasn't even gonna release the song <laughs> you know it, it didn't seem yeah. it wasn't done yet to me so yeah um yeah, yeah so it, it technically if you look at the the streaming platforms it'll say december something um because that's when we uploaded it um or we wanted it to come out but it didn't come out until january 1st or 2nd i think okay yeah because it, it, was, was. it was into the new year so yeah you know i mean for what it's worth yeah no, but I mean, yeah, just that like real, that raw stuff. Sometimes it can just like really resonate with people. And if like the, the song is there and the, like the soul that you put into these things is are there, then that, that can resonate uh, a lot more than just the music itself. Or if the yeah snare was tuned a little bit better or whatever mm-hmm. else it is, you know, it's just like, can the emotion kind of come through, you know? So Definitely. that's, whenever I try to record, it's like, how does it, how does the song feel rather than how does it sound? You know? So. Absolutely. Um, you can get, you can get lost in the technicalities and it's not my role. So I'm not, I'm not the one on the computer really like, mm-hmm. you know, fixing everything at all. So I don't know, but I think sometimes it could just be overdone and mm-hmm. you, you, you end up losing sight of like the fact that you're, you're inducing a feeling for a person on the other end. Ultimately mm-hmm. it's like, what are you really competing against sometimes is what I think. Yeah. So the rough mixes was, was definitely anti that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like every other release, I learned a lot through it. Um, and I think overall for, for he and I, a lot of it was just about momentum. You know, we haven't proven enough. We haven't done enough to, to think we can sit back for even five days, I guess, with the release, you know what I <laughs> like mean? We gotta like, put something else out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when you when you when you do that, though, it's just like, all right, I guess it's showtime. And I think from there, we did the story of Jacob challenge. We ended up mm-hmm. doing story of Jacob video, and we just started doing more, you know. Yeah, you seem that like you've uh, been consistently busy, like dropping freestyle videos, dropping yeah, the, the story of Jacob and. Um, yeah, was that like a very conscious decision? Was it like kind of planned out? And I mean, obviously the videos were planned out, but was it something that you uh, had together as pieces or was it just like, let's just 
was it more impulsive, I guess, is what I'm asking in a sense. And then like, there's a lot of impulsivity on my end. Yeah. Um, people who know me know that for sure. Um, I'm like a mix of impulsive and strategic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and so things like Saturday sauce, there, there are things that I want to do um, probably annually. So I knew that a Saturday sauce would be coming up this year and mm -hmm. I wanted it to be a step up. So originally, a lot of people don't know this. Originally, Saturday sauce started before Audio Water. That's where even the song Fifth Element comes from. Fifth Element was the finale to the first um, Saturday sauce came out right before the project came out. So I was trying to build up hype and I'm rapping over these you know, popular instrumentals um, to do that. And there were no videos at the time for me. Like mm -hmm. I really didn't have that budget. I don't have the damn budget now, to be honest with you. But like yeah. back then, it just I didn't even have the connection. I didn't have somebody who would even shoot the videos. Mm -hmm. So it, it started there. The next time we did it, which was 2020, um, that's when we started to make a name for ourselves, apply, like coupling the visual, things we could do pretty quickly, you know, one shot takes, um, mm -hmm. just making sure everything else was right about it. It was shot at a good place. Um, you know, and, and really just make it so they can focus on what I'm saying. We got the subtitles there. And and now mm -hmm. people who had seen us before, they're like, oh, he can rap. And, I, and to me, I'm like, I'm doing the same shit I've been doing. We're just, <laughs> we had to, we had to package it better for people. And yeah, that's where yeah. the first Saturday sauce started. And this year it was like, we got to do it better. If we're going to do the same thing, it's got to be better um, in some way. You know, mm -hmm. it's very subjective, but I at least wanted to, I wanted to feel like I stepped my pen up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um and the visuals get a little bit better. And I think that they did. And, you know, Rome is phenomenal, obviously. He's shot so many. That's the so many video, videos already. videographer yeah. that you work with? Yeah. Absolutely. Jeremy Newman. Um, yeah, my guy Rome. He's just, he's he's unique. He, he and I, we click because we're both trying to do stuff that people aren't doing. Mm -hmm. I think that we, we, have, we really see eye to eye on that. Um, and we also very much... Um, like yeah just um make shit up as we go yeah. <laughs> that's the best like, way I I, I, yeah i do remember seeing a response that zeta pina did for i forgot which freestyle so i apologize but it was the one that nah, he shot was, in, um, in the laundromat and he's like how's this dude killing it in a laundromat right now like how does he even do this you know <laughs> well so. i think a lot of that and this is what i told him too is just like you literally just have to ask I realized there's a lot of things that I do now that people think I have to pay for. I have to have some mm -hmm. connections for, and there's not, I just literally, I just, I call, I ask somebody, mm -hmm. you know, where you could tell me is no. And the best you could tell me is yes. Now we got it. Now we can yeah. do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And these are people that like, we end up having good connections with like real mm -hmm. genuine. Like I washed my clothes at that laundromat. That's how that started. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I just yeah. moved into the area and I just met the dude and we were talking one night and, and it just like became something. Sometimes the universe just has a plan too. You know, yeah. I think that, yeah. that, that plays into it. Um, but yeah, just just asking people, you know, mm -hmm. can I That's can cool. I do this? Can I do that? Would how can I help you? You know, what I mean, in that situation, what's the best I can I can do for you as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with uh, the story of Jacob, that is an you know awesome story it's an awesome video it you know that seems like it got a tremendous amount of attention you know over the, the past year or so what was the 
the kernel of the idea to to have it become what it was, which was you know multiple. I'm, I'm going to show it. I'm going to show you how clairvoyant I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> when we uploaded this the project story, of Jacob, it, it was it was just that verse that you see me doing in the in the video. Yeah. Um, and then the beat plays out. Yeah. It was just that, and so we liked the song, but like it's not finished. And so yeah. when I uploaded it, I put open verse in parentheses. Yeah. Yeah. Clark did not like that. <laughs> Clark oh, no? was not a fan of the open verse. But to me, I I didn't necessarily think that we would do what we ended up doing, but at least it would entice people to write their own verse. We could do a challenge if we wanted to. We could do it was it was different, it was unique, and it played into the whole rough mixes thing. Even the way rough is spelled, that's yeah. how Clark spells his rough mix things. When we, you know what I mean? So it was like real, writing like, it out or whatever. Or, yeah. He always that's yeah. just the thing that he picked up from somebody, I think. And so it was. I wanted it to feel that way to people that it really was rough. It wasn't complete because that to me seems unique. I didn't, I don't hear many projects coming out that way. Mm -hmm. So it started by titling it that way. So now it's out there. You can stream it anywhere and play it that way. We do the challenge, not really like knowing that it could help us somehow, but not really thinking that it would, you know what I mean? Like it's not how we're going to blow up is through a challenge. We just wanted to do it and see what the hell happened. We offer a hundred bucks. Um, I'll give you a free feature. You get a free beat from Clark. It was dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we we did that. We we shot it with Rome, like a little commercial for it. And right away, I think Adam Atomic was the first one to, to drop a verse that night. Like they were a couple of people that were super <laughs> excited. Yeah. And yeah. they got on it. And then daily, daily, there would be people trickling in. And it ended up having South Africa, England, people all over the world had dropped verses for it. Wow. And yeah, I think we had between 35 and 40 entries total, which awesome. we were, we're unknown artists. Nobody knows who the hell we are. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so it, when I wasn't using TikTok or anything at the time, it was just through Instagram, really. Mm -hmm. um, so I was grateful for everybody that, that you know, submitted a verse. It was real fun. But it got to a point where there were too many good ones. Like, <laughs> you know, like it was tough at the top because you obviously Troy Rain, Dan yeah. Pomfret. Remethy, I really love. Like there was some that were just hard. Five, every everybody who ended up on the song, their verse was dope. Mm -hmm. um, but at the top, it was tough to pick a winner. So we picked the winner um, subjectively, obviously. Um, but then it, I just felt instantly as we got off that live stream, like it can't end there. It can it can't just be a two person song like that. We got to do something mm -hmm. with these other verses. And um, I think even other people in the comments were bringing that up. So we just saw what we could do. And the video was the most like magical thing you could ever really think about. Because when you go back to it, I forget how many artists are on it, but it's like eight or nine of us. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the videographer. Then you got Pierce there as well. Then you got Clark there as well. So we're in double digits. You know, uh, Nick Merrigan's there. He's, you know, part of Bad Words. So all, people who weren't even rapping were there. And we had all these people but there was no ego. <laughs> there was no really? real problem at all because we were just, you know, rolling it out. And Troy Rainey came in from New Jersey with his boy G Reg. You know what I mean? There was no ego with them and they were the winners. You know what I mean? It was just all love. We instantly realized we had some community or some family just through this challenge. Mm -hmm. So we only had one shot inside that little brick warehouse place. You see the video start in. Yeah, because it's seven. It's seven minutes, and by the end, that last shot, people do not know this, but the cops are right behind us. So Adam gets he Atomic finishes his verse, and we look up, and yeah, there's two officers like that. Like y'all gotta go. And he's like, can we shoot it one more time, please? He's like, nah, y'all gotta leave. 
So, yeah. And it ended up being one of the officers was a girl I went to middle school with. I was like, what the fuck? She's trying to ignore me about it. I'm like, yo, we went to middle school together and she didn't want her, her partner. To like um, so that was funny. So we did, that was one shot there. Yeah. And then um, we did a, a shot, like a parade almost, like walking down the street. Yeah. And Epic, Gremothy hops on his car. He tells me before as we're like walking, everybody's performing. Not, I don't think you could see it in the video, but he's like, yo, if, it, if it's my verse and we pass my car, I'm hopping on it. And I'm just like laughing. And it was perfect. He damn sure did. Yeah. So we had that take. That was also one take. And then one final take um, in front of like um, these trail, like the um, tractor trailer. Tractor trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Tractor so trailer. three shots in total for a seven minute video. And he had it done in one day. Wow. It blew my mind. It was my first time working with Josh. Um, good looks. He's amazing. Just a good dude. He's really genuinely a good dude. Serpent, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Serpent yeah, yeah. has a lot to do with me starting and, and, and learning through these relationships with people that aren't as good. And um, oh, okay. in the music industry, especially, and, and in particular, but he's one of the people in the industry who's good. He's the only reason why I met Ren Thomas. You know what I mean? He's the only that that's on that project. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes you just you just know, you know, I mean, you you vibrate well with people for a reason. Um, and, and he's one of them. And so he and also super talented. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the um, video wouldn't happen without him. There's no way, um, not the way that it did. And it really just only took three shots. Never wow. like we didn't do any of those twice. It was all one shot, seven minutes. Boom, boom, boom. I think we got enough. All right. That's it. Let's call it a wrap. That's, that's cool. it. Yeah. yeah it's i mean it definitely has a great feeling and uh and yeah it's just really wonderful to see like how much it it kind of brought people in and uh so yeah for it being a seven minute long rap song yeah it just it it like carries through there isn't like it doesn't feel that long i'm like you know listen to it multiple times you know like i'm mm-hmm. waiting for the next verse it's just it's, it's i got people really that tell cool me concept, they listen you know? to it every morning i got people <laughs> tell me they listen to it every morning i yeah. can see like the watch time so obviously on, on like youtube you can see the average watch time on videos and i don't really look very often but on that one in particular i'm interested because it's seven minutes it's like all right are people really watching this and like on an average standpoint they're watching more than 50 percent of it and i'm like yo that number is crazy high for a seven minute video and it's yeah. just because the ver- I think everybody stepped. Everybody, yeah. it goes together very well. And there are a lot of good verses. There's a lot of um, like, oh, I love this part. Or I love this dude's yeah. verse. I love when he does that. And I love when she does this. You know what I mean? And yeah. you go. I didn't. So also, like, I, I wanted and I wrote another verse for it. Clark didn't want to record it. And so, like, I know. What do you mean? I, like, when did that happen? Like, well, because it was already so much for him to do, like, in a small period of time. Everybody sends in their verse. Some people send in their verse late. Uh, Troy Ranges got here from New Jersey now, and he's recording his verse. But after that, he uh, wanted that to be the last thing. He didn't want me to go in after him and record it as well. So I was like, all right, whatever. I, I can leave this three year old half a verse on here. <laughs> it, like, that was my mindset at the time. And now I don't care. But, um, yeah. Yeah. You want okay. So your your verse that's on there, you wanted to freshen it up a little bit. I, yeah, I wrote yeah. a whole verse for it. It's yeah. like everybody else got everybody's yeah. dropping their verses on IG. And I'm like, all right, shit. Let me, let me, yeah. let me, let me write something. Yeah. And so I don't know. I have it he shut you down. Phone. Wow. Yeah. He, he shut, yeah, he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, on. it sounds like that's the beginning of another challenge, you know, that like you get to uh there you go. Here's uh 
you know, we got but, a challenge coming. I won't tell you what it's for, but we got a challenge coming for sure. For sure. For cool. Sure. Cool. Very soon. Uh, Yo, yo, I said rise up, rise up, eyes up, look at me now, used to see trouble and look to the ground, now they say trouble when he come around, bad in a good way, fuck what I should say, throw a parade, the people say hooray, sit in the shade, you come, it's a good day, I, I got the shine, a quarter to nine, fuck through the blinds, wake up nigga, y'all got ice, what happened to Jacob, nigga? Wake up, nigga, y'all got ice, what happened to Jake, Jacob? The game's changed, they fixin' their makeup, not living straight up, straight up. Put it on wax, I'ma light it up. Put it on wax, put it on, put it on wax, I'ma light it up. Put it on wax, put it on, put it on wax, I'ma light it up. I don't put it on you, I put it on wax, put it on life, I'ma light it up. I don't put it on you, I put it on. I mean, I, I really want to talk about the new record, Serpent. When did that whole project start like when uh like did you start writing it and yeah like when did when did you kind of kick those things off serpent wasn't a discussion probably until the last week of august it wasn't even an idea the word serpent didn't mean anything to anybody until the last week of august and i think we finished it on september 6th or 7th i think the goal is september 6th we finished on the 7th Wait, what? Um, so like you did this record in like a couple of weeks? Yeah, and we didn't we, we had a lot of it recorded already, but it wasn't okay. they were just completely different situations. Oh, okay. I had one session I remember, and this was kind of the catalyst, and this was probably in August as well, but I needed to just like get these things recorded so I could send them out for features I wanted on the songs. Mm -hmm. Potentially thinking of doing a project later in the year, but I I know how long it takes people to get shit back. Like, let me just do this now. I just had that urge. So I had obsession. I recorded a bunch of songs. Katy Perry was one of them. Um, Scam Likely was one of them. Mm -hmm. Workshop was one of them. Like, just my my part on it. So that way, you know, I I, I want to make sure that I'm sending an artist something that they can kind of add to, opposed to feel like they have to start from scratch. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I had those. Funhouse was recorded, I think, earlier in the year. Um, okay with Tyler and, and, and Mikey originally um, we did shine, I think in March, these were all, none of, none of these were supposed to be on a project together. I was yeah, just okay. making music. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's more year. like, were you thinking of like, we're making a record right now or just you're recording. Just songs? record, just, yeah. just making music. And because like I said, with Larry, that was the first time kind of being able to do that kind of thing. Me and Clark didn't really get to do that, given the time and like his responsibilities, my responsibilities. He he moved to L.A. for a little over a year, I think. And he had just gotten back in 2020, um, right before we did the rough mixes. Mm -hmm. So now 2021, we're finally getting time to be in the studio and just cook. Mm -hmm. he, he and I, that's a first. I was able to do that a few other times and in different areas. So now I'm in a mode where my name is at least a little bit more established. So. I don't have to drop something as soon as I make it. A lot of artists feel like they have to do that. And so I was fortunate enough to not feel that way. And so I'm just making music. Mm -hmm. um, and basically the cover art that you see was a painting done by Blank Gallery, um, my girl Rory. Um, she was doing that for a cover for a song of mine that hasn't come out yet. And I had the painting here in my house. And um, 
I just like kind of got a feeling, kind of had a dream. Like I had the songs that I needed for a project. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I got up, I saw the painting and I'm like, okay, how could that be the cover (laughs) of this project? Yeah. And I start to, you know, think about the songs that I made recently. And then seven out of those eight songs, I'm like, as I start to play around, like, all right, these go together. Well, they all make sense for this, this, this topic. And I realized that a lot of the things that I had to go through the past year and a half with um, the music industry and with my personal life and relationships with people, things that I've learned, things that Mm -hmm. hurt me, you know, things I struggled through, um, they were coming out in these songs that weren't connected in, in, in the way I looked at it. They weren't connected, but they were coming out in these songs. Like, you know, shine's a perfect example. Um, I've had situations where I could, where somebody did not want me to win and I could have matched that vibration, but hmm. I learned like, nah, life is much better when you shine regardless. And it's just one of those, one of those topics that, that tie in very, very well with, with the project. So yeah, we start thinking about once you think, you know, title wise, snake wouldn't be that good of a, of a title. Um, <laughs> but there's a snake on the car and serpent was pretty much down that line. And yeah, you know, just just studying, studying things like that throughout human history, a snake has always been a very wise character. Um, mm-hmm. It gets a real negative connotation from Western culture, um, probably people settling in the West and getting bit and, you know, what I mean, like that kind of a deal. But um it's a very mystical kind of a being. And so um, there's a lot of different meanings to it, but ultimately when you have to journey through the underworld, you have to talk to snakes, you can become one yourself or you can learn how to deal with them. And you find Mm -hmm. out a lot about yourself and find out how far you're willing to go and how far you're willing, you're not willing to go. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's where you get a song like workshop, you know, just, this is who I am. You know, I know who I am. You know what I mean? Like, so it's all that that project itself is all about a journey through the underworld and kind of arriving at a door, which is this this music industry, which is this social media world yeah. and realizing it's a fun house. You know? Yeah. So it's really just like if it were a movie, it's starting. You realize, all right, this is probably gonna be a part two at some point. He's at the door and he's just starting something, you know, but at least I know who I am going through this. Uh-huh. Um, and that's really Serpent in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, yeah, it seems like the response to this has been has been great, at least from from my view on the other side of as a social media like screen. It, James, I do like, like it. it. I do like it. I think that it's a very, um, I, I guess to be honest, I don't listen to a ton of like modern hip hop. I guess you know, like I'm much more of a. I mean, I listen to stuff that's being made now, but it still kind of falls into the boom bap old school kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's like what you're doing on this seems pretty innovative in, in my not view. Boom like, bat. It's not that. No, but just like you're, you're kind of like towing this line where like your vocal delivery is different than I've heard and just your own uh, career, um, but just different from what other artists are doing these days. Like um, there's just a lot of new sounds that, that seem to be coming out on this record. Uh, which is just, it's phenomenal to hear. And then it's also just great to see people like responding to it that way that, you know, it, I mean, to be honest, other, some people could be like, not as responsive to that and be like, what is this? You know, this isn't right, something right. that, that I haven't really heard. And, um, and, but, you know, people are, you know, and I, I mean, I, I do, I love, I love what it, 
what you're put out with this, but yeah, it seems that, you know, the stuff that I'm seeing is people have their song and they like, or if you're like, what's your favorite song? It's like, people are quickly getting back to you. They're not like, I don't know. Let me think about it. You know, it's like <laughs> Katy Perry, you know, or they're like, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, yeah. So, I mean, how much of that was intentional? Like how, like the, the sound of this record or your vocal delivery, like, was there a certain, uh, thought process or a certain artist that you had been listening to, um, to that that kind of came into this particular project i i think it's just it's it's always been a journey of being learning to be comfortable in my skin mm-hmm. and finding out like what that is because so much of what you're doing is learned and um you know we're, we're watching rappers and we're listening to rappers growing up and at a certain point I'm like all right how much is this is like how much of this is is what i've seen before and how much of this is completely unique to me mm-hmm. um and I try to just like push it closer to me as, as we go forward and you start to develop a confidence and trying new things, like things that you do at first. And once again, you're nervous in the booth and you, the engineer is looking at you crazy, but once the relationship's better, mm-hmm. um, you can really just start to push that dial a little bit and try different things. And um, I just feel like all these things are naturally me. I just wasn't able to let them out early enough. And I, I try you. to, now I want to inspire other artists to do that as soon as they can, because it's still going to be a journey of getting better at those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just, at this point, man, it's like, once I get the beat, it's like, what, what, what voice do I hear? What, mm-hmm. what flows do I hear? You know, and, and, and if, and if it's completely different than something I've ever done before, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just can't, you know, cause that's not going to allow me to be free. And um, I think, once again, these songs being created at all different parts of, of the year, you know, they weren't, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking of this one and I was making that one. Um, they just happened to come out of that mindset. Like when I hear this beat, what does it make me feel? And what do I want to do? And am I capable? And if I'm mm-hmm. not capable of doing what I'm hearing, what can I do to get better? And so some of that you. has to do with vocal lessons. There was a lot, they, I'd started taking vocal lessons because I would hear different things that I knew I couldn't do. Or at least I felt okay. I couldn't do. And so I wanted to bridge the gap. And especially like I, I have to wrap my head around things like mentally um, before I really will try them. And so conceptually working with a vocal coach helped me to understand um, A, how I would limit myself and B, just how easy other things are. You know what I mean? Like really? in thinking that they're so hard and th- that I would have to have been singing for so long to do them, I just wouldn't even try them. So, um, yeah, just, just wanting to make sure I can, I can express whatever I feel. Sometimes that takes getting better at something. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's really where, where those different sounds and things like shine and, mm-hmm. um, no reason, um, all things I would have been far too scared to do in the past is just mm-hmm. developing a relationship with them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's really inspiring to hear that. Cause I, I, can just venture the guess that there's just a lot of people that are hearing different things and, you know, might want to push the envelope a little bit more, but it's just so easy to get caught up in what's comfortable or what's popular. The, you know, not saying that way, you know, but just that, you know, like this is the sound on the radio. So I need to do that. I like, I need to emulate that. And, um, so there's yeah. that, I think that that's a layer. That's a big layer, especially for <laughs> young, young, young artists. Yeah. Um, but then the longer you go in it now, there's people around you that expect you to do certain things. They send oh, okay. you a certain beat because they're like, 
yo, you would kill this beat. And it's like, yeah, I can see why you'd say that. But like me, naturally, I don't want to make that stuff anymore. Uh-huh. And is that disappointing to you? <laughs> are you, do you only like my shit because it's like the style of music you grew up on? Or are you a, yeah. are you a fan of the work? And I'm going to make, I'm going to make songs. Like I have a fan who, who, um, and I don't even like really calling him a fan, but like somebody who's been supporting me for a long time, loves a lot of my music. He told me, Oh, this song I don't like. I have had producer Tyler Ocean. He said he don't like Summer Smoke. <laughs> I remember right. one day we were in the studio. He was like, uh, no, nah, I like most of your songs. Summer Smoke, I hate that song. And it's just like, Oh, I feel it. I right. imagine not everybody likes Bob Marley's music. Not everybody likes the Beatles music. So yeah. if I, if I think that I'm going to be different, I'm crazy. So mm-hmm. I don't go into it so everybody likes my music. And that's the first thing. I think a lot of people are trying to make it so a uh, wide range of people will like it. Mm-hmm. I can't think about that when I'm creating. I just got to create something that I love. Exactly. And then we can start talking about how you market it or how mm-hmm. you push it. We can have a whole other conversation about that. But I'm not doing that until I've expressed my soul on it. And if the song never comes out, fine. That's a possibility, too. Mm-hmm. But I think being in that headspace allows me to just try a whole bunch of shit because now there's no pressure to drop it or, you know, I mean, it's it, hearing it on wax may inspire me to do something else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that rules. And I mean, that's why you're, again, brought up so often in the interviews that I that I do with people just because you're just taking that those steps, you know, and, um, you know, that kind of leads me into. I just really want to talk about Waterbearer Music Group, um, you know, what that is. Uh, and then I guess even just kind of like, I'm sure you bring it up a lot, but, you know, uh, the the beginning of Waterbearer, like what that means to you uh, and and how that, uh, you know, came to you as as uh, being Joe Bruce the Waterbearer. But, yeah. you know, if you could just talk more about the music you know, collaborative that you're pulling together and everything that you're doing with that particular, uh, you know, piece of the industry part of it, you know? Absolutely. I mean, in general, being a water bearer has a lot to do with um, being a truth seeker, being a truth speaker. Mm -hmm. Um, I bring that up a lot. That's kind of like the tagline for it, if you will. But um, ultimately, trying trying to find out some shit that they don't want you to know and bringing it back and feeding it to the people that need to know that they're trying to hide it from mm-hmm. and um you know the water bear is is kind of like the moniker for the aquarius that's kind of that's where it starts um okay sun sign aquarius and astrology has been something that has helped me greatly in my life personally um in terms of like self-understanding and also just um timing it's helped mm-hmm. me very very much with timing um, been a great help with music once again, and just understanding myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- th- there's an astrological role that the water bear plays in there. And then, um, the water bear music group is pretty much, I, I basically wanted to not be worried about a label signing me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people around me and just music musicians in general, they're like, Oh, I'm taking this step and that steps to make sure that like a label. And I just don't even want to, it's a different world. And a lot of us know that you don't necessarily need a record label now. Yeah. So exactly. I, I want to make sure that I'm part of the future of music um, in terms of like how um, record labels and artists are, are looked at. Um, Cause a lot of people feel like record labels will completely disappear. And I don't necessarily think that I just think they're going to be structured differently. And yeah, I want yeah. us to be very unique in turn. Like, I, I want us to be the label of the independent artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, I'm really the, the main artist on there. My brother Pierce as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried, we've worked with some other artists and I think what you'll see us doing 
in the future is more like um collaborations we, br- we, yeah. we bring people together you know like story of jacob is kind of a water bear music group kind of thing um we've done other things something called 11 2 happened on november 2nd where we brought together a whole bunch of artists mainly young writers and a bunch of producers in a house and we had like two three setups going people making beats and just creating together and that's the kind of energy we're about um we want to you know teach artists how they can be independent mm-hmm. um and, and and we just you know art artistry altruism always is is the real tagline for water bear music group so i feel like um yeah the uniqueness the individuality that's what we're looking for yeah um, so ultimately it would be it would be great to um have a diverse network of artists we don't want to own anybody we don't want to you want everybody to feel free we want people to want to be a part of what we've built so mm-hmm. i think we still got a long way to go um and yeah but ultimately we want to make good music that's future forward mm-hmm. um yeah the label of the future that's that's the yeah that's yeah the goal no, it's on point. I mean, you're you're right that it's just uh, you know kind of just taking the reins and, and moving that stuff along. You know, like yeah, there's a place for labels and there's definitely some benefits that can come from that. But you know, it's the give and take that it's always been with with major labels or indie labels or self uh, produced stuff. But uh, yeah, what you're doing and um, even more so, just you're just pulling together people in the scene. You know, I'd love to talk about the roadie rap. Uh, project that you've done uh, a lot of that seems that it's kind of um, you know pulled together on like a Spotify playlist but I know it's much more than that but uh, you know you're just you know it, it seems I mean it might be cliche but it's just like the rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing of just like Absolutely. let's put a spotlight on the city that or the state uh, that that you represent and and I mean the, the Rhode Island hip hop scene is uh, it's just incredible. Uh I mean uh you know I've I've been listening to hip hop for a long time. Um my first show was Run DMC back in the day, you know, wow. like so, <laughs> or like first, you know, like hip hop show was that and uh you know like so um you know it's just like really quality stuff with you and and I mean, I, I, I will, I won't list names as I learn from Jesse to not list names. Cause I'll probably forget some people, but uh, just the people that are all doing this are just incredibly talented. And, uh, but just to get the spotlight on Rhode Island, it just, let's all do this stuff together. And uh, it seems that you're doing that with, with the roadie rap project. So can you talk a little bit more about like what that is and um, you know, like, how, how you're working with people. In that yeah, way. absolutely. I mean, I, I, it's a blessing because quite honestly, we're, we're one year in now. And mm-hmm. I was just telling my girl, like I, I was driving home from work one day and it was just a thought in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, right, man, I'll, I'll do it then. I'll, I'll put together just a playlist because what had happened was Trav Black and Mr. Ocean State dropped albums on the same day. And this is going back to maybe like September of last year or mm-hmm. October. And I was like, you know, let me check these out because the whole perception here in Rhode Island, like, is that Rhode Island music's trash. Now I can tell you a couple of reasons why people think that, like why the average consumer thinks that somebody who's not involved in the music industry, they just live in Rhode Island. They're like, oh, local artists are bad. Mm-hmm. A, that happens because the pay for play was so bad at shows in Rhode Island, like terrible. Oh, okay. Um, so, so when a big name artist would come here, 
the people that would be opening for him would not be like word of mouth, the biggest names out here. It would be the people who it could be drug money, it could be whatever, who just had a couple thousand dollars to pay for the slot. Maybe it's not a couple thousand, maybe it's 500, but as a regular artist, you don't got that. So it was just people who could afford it. And so what happens is now they're on stage, they put together a terrible set, most likely. They're rapping over their lyrics. It's not good. <laughs> people in the crowd are like, all right, this is the local. Uh, I'm not, I shouldn't have even came this early. And then yeah, the big yeah. name artist who's touring and stops here is like, oh, this is all they got to offer. They're trash. Yeah. There's, you know what I mean? There's the perception right there. Um, so I, I, I at least checked, I checked out both those projects and I was like, damn, these are both pretty good. Mm-hmm. I wonder what else is here. So I've made just for myself a playlist of local artists. And I put out a post on Facebook about people sending me their stuff just so I can see it. Like, see, you know what I mean? Because I, I realize now I'm, I'm fortunate for it, but in the past, I, I did not realize I had the fortune. Um, I just am not connected to anybody like deeply in those ways. Like there are all these different pockets. You see people at those shows and people that have festivals, so these different pockets but because I was out of music for so long. And just cause I've always been like a keep to myself kind of dude. Like, mm-hmm. I've never been backed by any of these people and I've never owed them anything either. Mm-hmm. So with a thing like Rody Rap, I can be as close to objective as possible. Nobody's going to be 100% objective, but like as close as possible. I don't owe anybody a favor. Um, I don't want to put it on the playlist unless I feel like it meets a certain criteria. Yeah. Um, and and so if I, if I was part of some of these groups, I'd probably be pressured to put my boy's song on the list at a certain point. And then that would be just like all the other Rhode Island things that go on. It's all about, it's too much about who you know. Yeah. And that holds back talent that, that doesn't force people to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not for that at all. And um, so with Rhode Rap, basically um, what it's grown into is... I want to make sure that if a, if a 15 year old kid from Kansas lands on the playlist and he plays one song on shuffle, there's four hours of music on it right now. Mm -hmm. He plays one song on shuffle. Chances are he's going to play another. If, if, if I'm just letting some shit slide and I'm letting it on there, you know what I mean? Like that does everybody dirty, everybody on that playlist dirty, because we could add a chance at a, a new fan outside of Rhode Island realizing we got something here. Mm -hmm. And so I want to make sure that it, 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 it's not necessarily the best rap. My favorite rapper is Jesse Dutree. J- Chachi Carvalho is one of my favorite rappers of all time. My favorite people mm-hmm. of all time. But yeah, there are long yeah. stretches of time where their music isn't on the playlist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I love these people dearly. And like my favorite songs of my own aren't on the playlist. They just are the, the songs on the playlist seem to go together well. Mm-hmm. And I got to be worried about the, the the listener's experience and the kind of listener. I got to be real about that too. If, if you're working at a major label right now, how old are you targeting um, new listeners at? You're mm-hmm. not targeting grown ass people as new listeners because we're set in our ways. We know what we like and it's very unlikely that we're picking up new listeners. So I, if I want to do something not for me, but for the scene, I have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I have to make music that, or, or at least um, put music on that playlist that is appealing to younger people, mm-hmm. you know? But then we also have to have a quality threshold. Yeah. And so it's a whole, it's, you know, it's a lot of things that we're, we're thinking about, but ultimately the next step is really trying to get some funding to push it to the world because it, we're, we're talented enough. And like you said, the, the, um, the tide rises, all the ships will rise exactly the mindset I have with it. I'm not, th- I'm not thinking that this playlist is going to blow me up personally, but I know that if roadie rap became a thing that was big in the culture, mm-hmm. every one of us would have a better chance. 
<laughs> and so if you've been working hard, you have a better chance. If you haven't been working hard, you haven't been working hard. It ain't going to help you at all. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at the very least, it's helping us learn more about each other. It can help more collaborations happen. Um, and at the very most, it can prove to people here and abroad, we got that. We, we, all that shit you were talking is not true. It's not true that like a lot of the music that you're playing from these artists that just happen to be from other states isn't as good as the shit that's coming out here. And now you got to live with that. <laughs> that's the way I'm looking at it. Like we, yeah. we got a lot of talented artists here. It's just, it's easier to hate on something that's close to you. So a lot of their, their, their literally personal relationships with a lot of the consumers and some of these artists, they know them. They went to high school with them, but they went yeah. to, you know what I mean? It's, it's weirder when it's at home, but um, once again, just not being really connected to too many things. I feel like I've been able to kind of hold it up a little bit and people giving it a little bit of a shot. So yeah, Rody Rap's definitely something I'm passionate about. Just we had the first show at the parlor, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome. You supported it. We thank you, man. And um, Greg even letting us awesome. do it there. And it was just great energy. It was love energy. You know, a lot of things, even when it comes to like violence at hip hop shows, like we don't want that. We don't that that that'll derail what we're trying to do. And so mm-hmm. it was none of that at all. It was great energy. It wasn't about any one person. It was three headliners in a rising star slot. You know what I mean? It's just it's just the kind of thing I feel like we need. And I'm I, in my life, I'm just not big on excuses or like complaining. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was at a point where I was complaining about our scene. And I was like, what can I actually do about it? Yeah. These are the things that I can fit. It's not everything. I can't do it all. But at least I can make a playlist and I can like promote it to my people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's at least an action step towards a better reality. So. Yeah, that's my pitch on Rody Rap. Spotify, yeah. Apple Music, holla at me. You send me a message. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the link. I, I care more about you getting on the Rody Rap than even Serpent at this point because it's it's just bigger. It's just much bigger. Can help more people than than my project can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I love it. You know, uh, it's just great to see what you're doing. And yeah, so shout out the locals only movement that you know Graham is doing. And um, yeah, I mean, I just identify with that. It's got, you know, aligned with that of just trying to amplify what's coming out of our states and, you know, connecting those dots, you know, like if you're a fan of this particular artist, then check out this other stuff because this, you know, this other batch of things is just on uh, just as much on point, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah just keep it up, man. And uh, yeah, well, the, the last question I always end with is what would you say is your greatest music accomplishment to this point? Greatest music accomplishment would probably be I, I probably, probably things like the story of Jacob or Rody Rap, just things where, as cliche as it may sound, where it was about bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Because once again, you got to really rewind back to writing in the attic where people were like, you know what I mean? I didn't know I could have stopped the next day. You know what I mean? This is four years ago. I didn't know any of this would happen or we haven't even like really made it yet at all. Um, but starting there and just like persevering through that, cause I'm feeling like I'm doing it for myself mm-hmm. and then getting to a point where like, I can even people will listen to me a little bit to come support other people. Mm-hmm. That's something I didn't foresee at all. So, so far, I think it's stuff like that, you know, just connecting and bringing people together and people having a good time you know, the water bear family, having that, you know, people who've helped out and donated money to help another water bear fam member with fighting cancer and just Mm -hmm. all that kind of shit. Like 
I was just writing raps, you know what I mean? <laughs> so anything that happens like much bigger than that and it's not about me. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the most. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe, I mean, I'm a huge fan of you. Uh, you, you know, shout out. You've got some shows coming up the end of October, correct? You're doing yes. a show at Troop. Day. Um, yeah. Troops having the from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. They're having the all day like outside troop. I got gotcha. uh, Yeah, trick or troop. And then um, I think I go on around five thirty, five five thirty six something in mm-hmm. that time frame. Um, we'll announce it soon. And then we're doing the Toad and the Stooligans Halloween that same night at Fet. Nice. Um, I think this is like their second or third one. I don't want to mess that up, but it's they, yeah, yeah, the hip hop Halloween with them, and I love them. Obviously, yeah, like yeah. Um, and they got a good lineup: Jesse the Tree. Um, Lewis M, um, Phoenix Black, Son of Sound, I believe this is band. Yeah. Um, and you have a, a cipher video that's coming out on the 22nd of October, right? Bless that the is table. true, actually. Bless the table. Yeah. So um, that the, all the people I just named, um, yeah, told the Stooligans put that together. Yeah. How did that come together? Um, they just asked. They just yeah. asked, man. They, <laughs> yeah. It was for some reason they had Dan running point, not Dan Pomfret, Daniel Hill. Okay. Yeah, this is my guy, but they had him run a point. It's depend like depending on what Stooligans is doing, they'll have a different person run a point. (laughs) And um, in this particular one, Dan was hitting me up like, "All right, and and we're gonna need the verse by this day." And And I'm like, "I got you, bro. I got you, bro." Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I actually went and recorded it with Dan Pomford at his crib. He had a little setup, and I just cool it out real quick. But the video took place at their rehearsal spot. We just vibing out. Yeah. Um, you know, working with a cool camera crew. Cool. Um, and yeah, this is, I'm interested to see it. I haven't seen the finished product. All right. Um, so October 22nd, it'll be out officially. We just started like promo for it. So yeah. I think it's cool that they're being innovative and in trying to um, promote the show with the song. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think at post COVID, you really got to show yeah. people, give people a reason to come out. Mm-hmm. Not just like we're performing music because people are a little more weary not mm-hmm. even because of the, you know, the the virus, but just because they've spent so much time not going out to the things now. And now they're like, all right, I could just be chilling. I realized I can do that now. So yeah. you really got to get me out there. You got to give me a reason. So, yeah, you know, yeah. them being creative is cool. Yeah. Well, Joe, you're awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank you, I bro. appreciate uh, taking the time to, to talk about your awesome career here in, in Rhode Island, man. Thank you, brother. They won't see me glow. They won't see me shine. I didn't even know. I'ma go ahead and get mine. They won't see me grow. I'ma go spread my fight. They won't see me blow. I think it's tick tick time. They won't see me glow. They won't see me shine. I didn't even know. I'ma go ahead and get mine. They won't see me grow. I'ma spread all my fight. They won't see me blow. I think it's tick tick time. They wanna see me max out. They just wanna see me low. I ain't got shit to be mad about. I do not worry about foes. I don't wanna know what's that about. I do not do it for show. I heat it up when they tap out. But I don't be by the stove, stove. I hit the road and we know about. All the way, all the way, yo. They wanna know what it costs now. They never knew what it was. I got the message across town. I got the city on Agua. Mama, you know you get mucho. All of these niggas get nada, nada. Nobody got a call sign. But they still do, they still do. You had your time, now they don't feel you I'm not a sideline guy, not in your rear view I took the gates down, now I'ma build you Cause 
They won't see me glow, they won't see me shine. I ain't getting even though I'ma go ahead and get mine. They won't see me grow, I'ma go spread my fight. They won't see me blow, I think it's tick tick time, time. They won't see me glow, they won't see me shine. I ain't getting even though I'ma go ahead and get mine. They won't see me grow, I'ma spread all my fight. They won't see me blow, I think it's tick tick time, time, time. The wait is over. Take over, Bruce bring no water But he know that I bring it too We on the street, we could never lose Yeah, this is all that we ever do Boyfriend and girlfriend can never choose Baby, don't sleep, you should never snooze They just keep calling I feel the orders Stacking like hoarders They know I'm important Don't hurt that I'm gorgeous someday I got them all up in my biz I'm on top of the list I just hit I Don't miss why This is all we know, uh, this is all we got They wanna see me grow, uh, I pay them no mind uh, I just gotta shine They won't see me glow, they won't see me shine I ain't getting even though, I'ma go ahead and get mine They won't see me grow, I'ma go spread my fight They won't see me blow, I think it's tick tick time They won't see me glow, they won't see me shine I ain't getting even though, I'ma go ahead and get mine They won't see me grow, Time, 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 time